What is up, my exchange family from all over the world? And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Chief Chat. My name is Chief Master Sergeant Kevin Osby, and I'm a senior enlisted advisor for the Army and Air Force Exchange Service. Before we get started with our guest today, I would like to introduce my lovely co-hosts, Kiana Holloman and Dora Trillo. How y'all doing, ladies? Good. Hey, How are you? Hey, Kiana. It's gonna be a fun show. Thank you. So I, I hear I hear y'all got some pretty bad weather in Dallas uh last night. Yeah, mm. I was a little yeah, scary there for me. Terrible. <laughs> wow. Well, well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad y'all okay. And uh, I'm a, I'm sitting here in the in sunny, warm DMV right now in the DC area. Uh, I'm at Fort Belvoir. I was at Andrews yesterday. So big shout out to Fort Belvoir and uh, Andrews for hosting me uh, here in the DMV area. But uh, without further ado, you know, we've been having some some music legends uh, on the show, some some royalty. So um, we, we're, we got the same thing going today. So Kiana, please introduce today's guest. Today's guest is a rock and soul music legend with more than 50 years in music. He co-founded The Rascals, known for such hits as Good Lovin', Groovin', and People Got to Be Free. He is a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Songwriters Hall of Fame, Vocal Group Hall of Fame, and Grammy Hall of Fame. He continues to tour as Felix Cavalieri's Rascals and will appear this spring in Legends Live shows with Mickey Dolenz of The Monkees. So please give a warm Chief Chat welcome to Felix Cavalieri. Hey. Hello, everybody. Hey there, sir. Hey, How's everybody doing today? Uh, we're, we're doing awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. My pleasure. Good to see you all. Awesome. Awesome. So can you let our uh, viewers know where you're joining us from? Well, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. I, I, I guess you could tell that by my accent that I'm not from Nashville, Tennessee, but I live in Nashville, Tennessee for quite a while now. Yeah, that's a musical city for sure. A great place for you, sir. Um, we'd like to start off by talking about your tour schedule. So you have a lot of shows scheduled this spring and summer, and they're always super high energy. So how do you keep things fun and fresh when you've been performing for so many years? Well, you know, there's a long story to that. And, you know, I had the good pleasure of uh, working with a, a guru for many years uh, who, uh, you know, he taught me uh, basically mental, physical, and spiritual health. And uh, I thank God I can still do what I do. Yeah. We love that. Well, as Kiana mentioned in her introduction, um, on some of the tour, Felix Cavallari's uh, Rascals are sharing the bill with Mickey Dolenz of the Monkees for the Legend Live shows. How did touring with him come about and what are the chances you'll perform on each other's songs? Well, in answer to the second one first, we're hoping to do at least one song uh, together uh, for uh, the show. How did you guys, uh, oh, there it is, yeah. How did um, yeah, you guys, um, how did that touring with him, you know, coordinate? Well, we know we have business people who uh, uh, basically thought it might be a good idea. You know, with, with all this pandemic that's going on and, and the way like, you know, like we've been kind of isolated for so long, you know, both of our musics are happy. 
you know, happy, uplifting mm -hmm. music. And I think people need that right now. I really think that, you know, it's time for, although it's really tough out there. I mean, everybody knows that, but the idea is to get together and stay together. And, you know, my, our generation, that's what we did. We, we didn't have all the internet and the, the Facebook and all that stuff. We had music. That, that really was our, our bond, you know? So that's what we, I think we're going to be able to recreate. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, hear, hearing that song, it makes me want to go get a Dr. Pepper. I mean, like right now. So <laughs> gotcha. 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 So, so so let's let's go back to the beginning. So um, was there a record or an artist you heard when you kind of grew up that kind of made you decide that music is what I want to do for the rest of my life? Ray Charles. Ray oh, yeah. Charles. Yeah. No. So, oh, so what, what about Ray Charles kind of drew, drew you to him? Well, let, let, me let me tell you what happened real quick. I mean, um, I started off as a classical pianist. I was, I was trained, you know, from the age of five. And uh, one day I, I went, I went, I was going to junior high. And this fellow who was, who was sitting in front of me, who I didn't know, he asked me, he said, do you like rock and roll? And I said, yes, although I had never heard rock and roll. <laughs> and I went home. And, you know, we had the good fortune growing up in New York City or near New York City to have Alan Freed, who brought uh, so-called rock and roll from uh, Cleveland to New York. So I went home, turned on the radio. Now, I played piano, but I didn't play piano like that. And I heard Ray Charles. I heard Fats Domino. I heard Jerry Lee Lewis. I heard Little Richard. And I said, you know, that's pretty cool stuff. Maybe I can do that. And that's really how it started. So I, I, I was very fortunate to be able to, you know, kind of be in at the beginning of what we know as rock and roll. Well, well, we recently had uh, Gene Simmons on the show last week, and he mentioned uh, Little Richard. And he also, when, when he found out that you you were going to be interviewed, he he had a he had a few uh you know wonderful comments about you as well. So, uh, like I said, oh, we cool. we've had yeah we've had the pleasure of having some 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 heavy hitters in rock and roll. And uh, and you're definitely one of them, and we appreciate you for sharing your, uh, oh, your art form. Thank you. You know, like you know, as I say, and thank you for your service. Absolutely. Yeah, we we um we're very fortunate. You know, so you know, when when I when Rascals got a, a a record deal with Atlantic Records, which is where Ray Charles was, uh, it was pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. So so how I'm curious to know, like so. How was it getting a record deal? Was it did somebody see you uh, perform, or we we had Albie sure on at, at one point, and he said he kept calling the radio station. He kept calling the 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 number on the back of an album until somebody picked up, and uh, <laughs> it ended up being Andre uh, Andre Harrell, and then like the rest was history. So just trying to get into the music business, you know, can you can you kind of walk us through that a little bit? Well, you know. This, a long time ago, it was a different situation than it is now. Now, now it's a whole new ball game. But going back, 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 you know, um, we started, and uh, we started in, in I think it was February, something like that, of, of a long time ago. And uh, I put together a group that I thought was really going to be, you know, the best singers and the best players that I could find. And then uh, a gentleman came up to us. We were maybe our first or second. Uh, 
nightclub show in New Jersey, uh, and said he was opening up a place in a place called the Hamptons. Now, if you're familiar with any of the Long Island Hamptons, the Hamptons is kind of like where all, all the people who can afford <laughs> to go there go in the summer. The record executives go there. The, you know, the movie stars go there. It's really a happening place. You know, if you got a lot of zeros in your bank, you're, you're out there, you know. And so when we got that job, I knew this is where we're going to get discovered. If we're ever going to get discovered, it's here. And that's exactly what happened. A uh, gentleman came in and he happened to be in the textile business. So he called up a fellow who he knew whose name was Sid Bernstein. Now, Sid Bernstein was the man who brought the Beatles to the United States. Wow. So he saw us. He signed us. And then the next thing, he, they contact the record companies and, they, and they, they, they get them to come to see you. And that was really a blessed event because Atlantic was the only label that would allow us to produce ourselves. I wanted to do our own music. I, when, when the people came in and they liked what they heard, I said, well, let me try. And they did it. So Felix, early in your career, you performed with Joey D and the Starlighters who had a big hit before you joined with Peppermint Twist. So what was it like working with the Starlighters and how did that lead to you founding um, the Young Rascals? Well, you know, I like talking to people that weren't even born then, you know what I'm saying? That's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was working at a hotel, you know, I was, I was, I was uh, in school I was a pre-med student at Syracuse and I took a summer and went to the Catskill Mountains, which is another place where New Yorkers and, you know, New Jersey and Connecticut people go for a summer. And while I was there, this, 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 this gentleman came in, they were the headliners called Joey D and the Starlights. They had a hit called Peppermint Twist. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's funny how God works, man, because, you know, that I, I met a whole new group of people that were to influence the rest of my life. Okay, so then we skipped to like the September when you're going back to school. And um, they called me up because their organ player had quit. And they were in Europe. And uh, they said, well, can you, can you fly over here right away? Well, I, I spoke to my father, you know, and I said, look, you know, I got an opportunity here. And what do you think? Well, he said, uh, wow, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe, you know, like you should go. So long story short, I went to Frankfurt, Germany, and I went to with them on tour. And I, when I, the first day that I arrived, the first show that we did, there was this group opening up for Joey. And I walked in the club and uh, everybody was screaming and hollering and screaming and hollering. And I said, what's going on here? Oh, oh, that's the Beatles. I said, the what? So that's the Beatles. I said, well, wait a minute. We never heard of them yet in the States. So what I saw was a bunch of skinny guys up there with long hair. All these women are going like bananas. And I, and, I, and I looked over and I, and I heard their play and I said, well, you know, when they're doing American music, mm -mm, they ain't doing it. That ain't right. <laughs> you know, they just didn't have, you know, the, the feeling. But, but I, I mean, I bet when they did their stuff, when they did their music, you just had to go, wait a minute. What's going on here? Well, something's definitely going on because everybody's hysterical. So that's when I made a decision. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be in the music business right there. That did it. 
Wow, that that's amazing. Well, as you said, you know, I wasn't quite born yet, but I've seen YouTube. Thanks to YouTube, I've seen a little bit of the video. But you know, the Young Rascals were still new, like you said, when you opened up for the Beatles at the famous Shea Stadium concert in 1965. And you just mentioned you barely even knew who they were or didn't know. How intimidating was that? Because that was a, a big show and a big band to open up for. You know, th this is this is the interesting thing, uh, seriously, because, you know, I just, I'm writing a book, you know, I'm writing a book. So here's why I'm writing a book, because we did we did a tour, we did a, a Broadway show uh, in 2013, we meaning the original Rascals, and we had a press conference. And at a press conference, the four of us were sitting there, and uh, the press would ask us questions. And I noticed that every single one of us had a different answer for the same question. And one of the reasons is because the stories get so crazy. So let, let me correct you with all due respect. Okay. Our manager brought the Beatles to Amen the first time when they came to uh, Ed Sullivan's show. And then he also brought them to Shea Stadium. Okay. Well, when they came to Shea Stadium, we were not really known yet. We were not signed. We, we were kind of like just getting getting going, you know? And uh, what he did was, on the scoreboard, he put, the rascals are coming, the rascals are coming, the rascals are coming. And uh, the manager for the Beatles, his name was Brian Epstein, he didn't particularly like that. He, he said, I'll tell you what, if that's not off within 15 seconds, there ain't no show. So it's just like, you see, that's, that's when these stories get like, and, and that's why I wrote this book, because I'm not sure that Custer lost that battle. I mean, I, I, don't, I wasn't there. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I better write it down, because, you know, with all due respect, people get the wrong ideas. And, boy, we're living in the era of wrong ideas. You know what I mean? What do they call that? Alternative news? Uh-uh. Yeah. Now, there's only one way, man, and that's it. And that's what I'm writing down, you see. Awesome, awesome. So, um, so once the group was formed, man, success hit y'all real quick. So, with your second yeah, single, yeah. "Good Love," hitting number one, uh, which was more exciting: hearing your music on the radio for the first time, or learning that you had your first number one record? Well, it depends. <laughs> you know, it, it's so exciting. I mean, you, it, it's even today when I'm I'm walking through like uh, you know uh, Whole Foods or something like that, and I hear I hear my voice up there, I just kind of grin. You know, it, it's it's a wonderful feeling. You know, and listen, when, when when you make music and people like what you hear, it doesn't get much better than that. You know what I'm saying? So it's always, always a joy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, I'm I'm going to the vending machine right after this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we had awesome. fun, man. We had a, we had a good group. We had Atlantic was was we were the first white act on Atlantic. So you know that's something. I'm walking through the halls over there. I'm looking around at people. I got my whole record collection standing in front of me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, Everybody's that's awesome. Right. It was pretty pretty. Uh, it was except for Ray Charles had left by that time. He was over a different place. But I met him anyway. You know, and a uh, man. I yeah. tell you, I, so, I did a show. I did a. I, I'm sorry, I get get excited when I talk about Ray Charles, man. No, go ahead. I did a show with Joan Rivers, and he was sitting at the at the at the bench, you know, at the at, 
table there where they where they where they and, and you know and i was playing in the band there there was a band you know like what paul schaefer did on uh, letterman and i'm mm-hmm. looking right at him you know i'm saying i'm looking i'm singing right to you my man and i'm singing every time i did something he went like this and i said <laughs> you, you know you got him he, he hey really, you know you got him when you did, I, when he did that right yeah. Let me tell you, you know, and uh, later years, I found out seriously that he, he was a fan of my music. And, and you know what? That, that I mean, like I say, it's just, you know, when you come from a classical world, you know what I'm saying? Everything is really like, and then you hear church, you hear what he's doing, which, you know, I never heard anything like that. You know, it just, it just, it said like, well, you know, I'm going to have to learn some of this because this is pretty cool, you know? Yeah, no, it's just crazy how music gives you a different feeling. So different type genres of music gives your body a whole different type of feeling. So uh, I can imagine in classical, your body could feel one way, but then when you hear church or soul, it it it, it it's a whole different feeling. And so that's the that's the power of music. Well, also you know, my mom rest her soul. She was a very religious lady. You know, like I used to say, like, if there was eight days a week, she'd have gone eight days, you know, but so we had that, we had that, we had that in our, uh, you know, but when, when you talk about doing it through music, which is such a powerful way of communicating that it, it, it really, you know, it gets you. And even though he was, uh, he was not exactly singing church, <laughs> church lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it really, it really made a difference. And Little Richard's another one. Now, I live in Nashville. Uh, he just recently passed, Little Richard. But he was—he used, he lived here before, you know, before he passed. But you know, you just never hear anything like that, you know, where I come from. You know what I'm saying? You, you had to travel, get not that far, but you—you you, you just didn't hear it. And and uh, you know, as I say, for me to be able to play like that and learn to sing like that was it was a big thing for me. It really was. It was a joyous occasion. Let's say that. Awesome. So uh, we could talk about the stories behind your songs all day, but one song we'd really like to hear about is People Got to Be Free. So which yep. came out in a very significant time in 1968. So what memories does that song stir up from that time? Well, you know, I mean, it's it's so funny. Here we are in 2022 and this song is still kind of important. You know, doesn't make sense. I'm listening to my music here. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm listening. Yeah, I got it, right. I was working for Robert Kennedy. You know, we were working for his campaign. We are trying to get him elected. We really felt, you know, a lot of us in the 60s, we really got involved in what we were trying to do. I won't call it politics because we were really serious about changing the world. You know, let's, let's get together here, you know, because, and, and that was what was behind that. And, you know, when you work for somebody's campaign like that, you know, regardless even then or now, you're very, very, very into it. You're very, uh, you know, you're very strongly attached. And I was dating a, a woman at that time who was actually present when he was assassinated, you know. Oh. Now, also, we were on Atlantic Records when Martin Luther King got assassinated. Now, you know, here's the difference between then and now, you know. Here's the difference. When Martin Luther King got assassinated, there were no riots in in Atlantic Records. Everybody was crying, you know. That's the difference. So yeah, when he got assassinated, it hit me like really hard because 
as I say, we were really, really thinking about change. We're still thinking about change, quite frankly. But, you know, so I said, well, I've got, I got to write something so that people understand. They got to understand, if nothing else, just what I'm feeling, what we're feeling. You know, just to make it clear, you know, this is where we're coming from. And it's not a big deal, man. People got to be free. Do unto you what you do to me. Come on. I mean, what are we talking about? We're talking about the golden rule. I mean, it's in every Bible in the world, you know, I think. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> now, the record company, they, they, they didn't, didn't think it was a good idea, you know. And I don't know why. Because that record was number one, not only in the USA, but in all the places where there was like, you know, at that time it was called the Union of South Africa. Uh, that time it was the, the Berlin Wall was up, number one there, Hong Kong, number one. So it, it just, it, it, pride is not the right word. I'm just happy that I did that, that we did that because, hey, it's important. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you did it as well. Uh, like I said, I'm sure during that time it wasn't uh, as pop popular. Like you said, the record company didn't think it was a good idea. Uh, but it's like you, I like, I like the way you differentiated the fact that it's not politics; it's about making the world a better place. And so, uh, it's not you, politics. People, yeah, yeah. People like to throw the word politics, and then that that gets everybody device divided and all kind of other stuff. You you just you just something that that doesn't feel right, and you speak on it. And so that's that's what you did, and we appreciate you for that. Well, I will tell you, I, I came up. You know, uh, my family's Italian. You know, and. Uh, you know, my mom and dad, they were educated people. You know, I mean, they, they came up and they and they wanted us to live in a town where we would get uh, a great education, you know. So they moved us up to Westchester County, New York, and they did. I got a great education. But I learned real quick that we were not as good as these people. And I said, wait, wait a minute. What, what do you mean we're not as good as these people? What are you talking about? Well, my mom, you know, she's in my book here. She, she wanted to join this flower club. Don't ask me why, because, you know, women, I'll never understand to begin with. You know what I'm saying? You want to join the flower club. All right. It's nice. But this is the truth. Now, I'm a kid, you know, and, and, and my mom. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> they would let her in. <laughs> you can serve the food, they said. I said, what? <laughs> you can serve the food. My mom was a freaking head of a hospital pharmacy before women were even allowed out of the house. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean, sir? Mm -hmm. That's when I became like a, uh, I don't know, a rebel. Mm -hmm. Take me. So, yeah. yeah. So I've been there all my life. Well, Felix, you know, we've talked a lot about your singles and just the passion that you have behind your music and your own story that influences um, your musical success. But what's an album, either from the Rascals or a solo album, that you're particularly proud of? Well, right now, I, I've got to say Freedom Suite because of the fact that, uh, you know, look, look what's going on over there overseas, you know, and I, I don't know. I hope, uh, Sergeant, you don't get called over there. I don't know what's going on. And I don't think anybody else does. And, you know, we're, uh, we should be on alert, but uh, I can only imagine, you know, what, what, what our, our parents went through when, uh, when that European maniac was doing his thing, you know? Uh, but I think freedom suite right now has a, has a lot of things that I would like to say. So I'm proud of it. 
That's that's the one right there. That guy there. Yeah, I yeah. see him. <laughs> well, Felix, thank you so much for sharing. And I'm, I hope you're putting a lot of this stuff in your book because I look forward to reading about it. You know, meeting your your idol and um, story about your mom really, really is touching. It's, thank you so much for sharing some some. I mean, that's really, you know, near yeah. and dear to a lot of people's hearts and um, just kind of everybody has their stories and we just excited to read about them. But something else, of course, we're the Army Air Force Exchange and our veterans are also near and dear to our heart. And you've performed at several benefit concerts for veterans. It's, um, so what does supporting veterans, especially Vietnam veterans, mean to you? Yeah. Well, you know, as I say, you know, uh, uh, when you appreciate, you know, what people do, you got to tell them every once in a while. And, and I guess, you know, the way to say it is thank you for your service, you know, but uh, the Vietnam ladies and gentlemen, they really, really misunderstood, you know. And so when I do my show, when I do People Gotta Be Free, I announce it like this. I say, you know, I've been doing this song for a long time. I've been opening up this song this way. I hope I don't have to do it much longer like this. But I say, can we say a prayer for our brothers and sisters that are overseas right now? And then I preface it by saying, and any of you vet Vietnam ladies and gentlemen that are here, thank you, you know. And it's just, it's not a big deal, but you know what I mean? like what's the matter with you? you? You don't understand that these people are risking their lives. You know, they're risking their lives, you know, so, so thank you. But I mean, it's just part of us, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't serve because in the beginning of the Vietnam situation, they said long hair. Uh, I don't know if we want you around here. I'll tell you what, if there's a nuclear problem, we'll call you. So <laughs> I didn't get a chance to go. <laughs> we'll call you, you know, they were pretty tri uh, pretty strict in the beginning, you know. They 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 were looking at us like, "What's that?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Felix, we are going to turn to our live Facebook feed, and um, you have so many fans watching right now. Mercedes has right. great interview, learning a lot about your background and how um you came into the music field. John says, "Love the stories, keep them coming." Yes, we absolutely love these stories. Chris says, rock legend. The Beatles story was amazing. Connor yeah. says, thanks so much for doing this for the military community. Even with as much success and longevity as you've enjoyed in your career, are there any artists you haven't had the chance to work with yet that you'd like to in the future? Wow. Well, I think right now, you know, I, I, I've, I've been surrounded so many. Bruno Mars looks like the guy right now that I say, like, man, this yeah. is, he does. He does it. He does it up, you know. And uh, I tried to write a rap song a, a, a year ago. A couple. Years. Let me tell you, no, 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 that, that, that's, that's not easy. If you think it's easy, try, you know, I mean, it's not easy. Let's put it like that. We have a, a, a museum down here, Afro-American Museum. I don't know if you're aware of that in Nashville, but anybody that gets a chance to go down there, you should see it. Because, uh, you know, they kind of walk you through all the different eras, starting, you know, amen, way back in the South all the way to present. And they've got a little booth in there where you can go in and do your own rap, you know? And anybody <laughs> thinks they can rap, come on, try it. <laughs> oh yeah, we need to try yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, if you get down here, if you get down here, my granddaughter lives in Austin, so I hope that storm didn't hit down there you were talking about, but. Oh so, yeah, yeah, no. So, yeah. Are, you, are you active right now? Are you active service right now? Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm active duty right now. Uh, I've been I've been in this will be uh year number 25 for me. Uh -oh. Wow. Wow. 
really? Man, you look like a young guy, my man. Yeah, 24. Uh, that's good. That's it, cocoa butter. So cocoa butter and stress is the that secret. That does it, huh? So. I'm going to get me something right now. Let me tell you. Well, if you don't mind me asking, are, are, are you are you all on, on, on high alert there? Or are you guys pretty much uh, uh, watching what's going on? Very. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're yeah, we're definitely uh, got our, our eyes and ears tuned to what's going on over there in in Europe, and so. Uh, but but um, you know, we got we got some folks that are already kind of postured in different places, and so yeah, we gotcha. De- gotcha. definitely just trying to figure out what's going on. Hopefully, we this can resolve peacefully, and so everybody can come back home. So it's it's just yeah. If there's, if there's anything left of this country, man. But anyway, not to get into that. But that, that's 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 not right. That's not yeah. right. So I don't know what's going to happen, but we, we stay tuned and, and praying for you guys because, you know, we don't need anything. After COVID, we certainly don't need this now, let me tell you. Correct. Correct. Now, we we appreciate your prayers. And so, so oh, yeah. we want to touch on we want to touch on your on your book that you had because you because like you said, there's a lot of half truths or or no truths or whatever truths out there in the world. And uh, and you got this new biography memoir of a rascal that's being released today, as a matter of fact. So uh, all the folks listening in, please go, go, uh, go get the book. Uh, what was revisiting your past for the book uh, kind of made you think about your legacy? Well, you know, it's, it's it, you know, I, I've been here a long time. I've been here uh, and, and I realized that rascal part of it was only five, six years of my life. What about the rest? So I wrote mostly about how I come up, you know, and, you know, like I say, talking about my mom and everybody and uh, all the stories of the, you know, I, I, I've had a great, great, great career, great life, you know, and, and so I just kind of share it for some people like, uh, for example, like the young folks, like I, I really had no idea I was going to be a musician. Seriously, I, I, I started off playing, but, you know, I, I went to college and I was thinking I was going to be a doctor. I didn't think I was going to do this. So I try to tell the young folk, you really don't know where, you know, God or whatever you want to say is going to direct you. Oh, when the door opens up, recognize and go through it. That's what I did. You know, so I kind of to me, it's like an inspiration for people to just say, look, look what you can do if you want to, you know, and, 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 and don't let anybody tell you that, you know, you can't because you can. And don't tell anybody that, you know, you know what you're doing because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we just go by, you know, my teacher, I had a really good fortune. And this is a big part of the book uh, of studying with a guru all these years, a man from India named Swami Sachidananda, which uh, he's the gentleman that opened up the Woodstock. And basically, to make it very simple, uh, you know, he, he taught taught me uh, these words: "I am thine, all is thine. Thy divine, the, thy divine will be done." And I think, you know, if everybody just kind of like just relax a little bit right now and just like let, let let it happen, we may be okay. We may be okay. As a matter of fact, I'm sure we're going to be okay. Yes, Felix, I know this book is going to be so insightful just for everyone, especially right now, as on what you touched on earlier with the tour, just being a time where we need positivity, we need redirection and just, you know, to find that inner peace and that inner joy for ourselves. So super excited to read your book. For our viewers, where can they go to find your book and where can we find out more about you, your work and all of your causes? Right there, FelixCavalieriMusic.com. That's it. My whole life sitting right there on that website. <laughs> it's interesting, you know, people, people know a lot about you, you know, it's, it's really interesting. 
it's interesting writing a book. I tell you, it, you know, it, it's a little boring, you know, because you know all these stories and you're just sitting there and talking about it and talking about it, you know. But it's finally done and it's out. So we'll see what happens. Well, I'm, I'm sure it could be a little. Oh, Chief, I was going oh, no, to ask a quick question, if it's okay. Go ahead. I just noticed when they flashed the screen, uh, the image, it had uh, Paul McCartney, Linda McCartney. Um, were they part of the book? Were they uh, collaborators with you? You see that photo? That was taken yes. by Linda, Linda McCartney. Uh, she was uh, she was a charming, really sweet lady. I mean, she was just, in her early years, before she met Paul, she was a photographer. And she would come around to the shows and take pictures. And so if anybody really wants to see her work, she's got these two, you know, like those big volumes you put on your coffee table of all of the people of that era. And um, uh, the estate w was kind enough to allow me to use that on the cover. So I'm, I'm really thankful because it's a really nice picture too. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh yeah. And, and I'm sure I'm sure even telling those stories can be somewhat therapeutic, too, uh, because, you know, sometimes you got stories that you kind of have, have had pent, pent up and not really anybody to kind of release that release all, all this tension over years or whatever the case may be. So uh, I've, I've talked to, you know, service members that have written books and uh, it's, it's been super therapeutic for them. So, um, yeah, that I'm sure that process, like you said. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I, I think I think it could be, but you know, like I say, it's 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 so interesting being around for all these years. I'll tell you that you know, you just keep 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 going, and you realize that oh man, you know, I I got one two pages there. I think we put it in. I don't know. I decided to write down all the people that I've been on stage with and that I've worked with in various things in various shows. My God, it's two pages long. It's fantastic. Yeah, I've been real blessed, you know, and 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 I appreciate right. it because a lot of these people are not here anymore. You know, they're not here. Like the people like uh, Jimmy, you know, Jimmy Hendrix, you know, and uh, I think talk about in the book. I don't know if people know what, what a nice human being he was. You know, he was just a real hu humble kind of guy. He wasn't like a guy who light lights the world on fire. He was just a nice man. He was a nice guy, you know. And uh, I don't know if they know that. I, I, I don't know if his uh, image through the years has, 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 has portrayed that. But, you know, I, as I met people like Wilson Pickett and, you know, James Brown. I mean, I, I met all these all these gentlemen and some of them, they're out there, bro. Let me tell you. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's really interesting being around all these folks and you hear their music and you don't know, you know, their personalities, you know. Like Wilson he used to get mad at us all the time. He said, man, I can't get in that studio. Them rascals in there all the time. All the time. I want to make some music. <laughs> He was a, he was a hoot. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's all. You know Sam and Dave. You know Sam and Dave. You know, like I used to. Sam is still a friend of mine. You know, and and I tell you something. There's, I don't think there's too many better singers in the planet Earth than Sam Moore. And those who don't know Sam Moore, turn on Sam and Dave sometime. So I used to, we used to ask him, say, Sam, well, how you? How do you guys split up the vocals with you and Dave? And he says, well, when I get tired, I'll let Dave sing. <laughs> oh, that's, that's classic. Classic story. So, yeah, Good we're people. definitely. Yeah, we're definitely looking forward to, uh, you know, checking out that book and, and, and kind of 
going down memory lane and, and, and probably just for, for younger folks, discovering some new 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 folks that, that they didn't even know about that, that that were doing awesome stuff back in yeah. back in those days. Yeah, they should take a look, you know, people like from the past, like uh, because that's where we all come up from, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, like Bo Diddley, you know, I mean, I don't know if they know Bo Diddley, but Bo Diddley had this New Orleans thing going, and which is actually an African thing going way before, you know, uh, a lot of people still use that riff that he had, you know what I mean? And I don't know if people go back that far, you know, because it's, it's different today, you know. But the nice thing, there's good things and bad things about the streaming, but you can listen to anything you want. Yeah, absolutely. But the, the, the thing is, is they'll hear, they'll go back and hear hear a song from back in the 60s and then know the, the modern version because it was sampled three or four times mm -hmm. by other yeah. kind of newer yeah. art and not yeah. even know what the original sound sounds like so i think that's that in itself is probably something eye-opening for a lot of young folks to to go back and just go through people's catalog and just like oh man just like the um the dr pepper commercial right your your song was sampled on the on the pepper commercial and all these other different things and so um yeah it it's it's amazing i get a chance to go on youtube too and go back and go back and go back and i'm like Man, this has been remade or sampled at least six, seven times in six different mm -hmm. songs. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. You know, it really is interesting. And then they, of course, they remix it and they put that new beat and they put new beats in it and it's things, but still the same, still the same song. You know, it's like that yeah. song. What, what was it? Uh, 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 they came up with Phil Collins. I can feel it rolling in the air. Did you see that? The two, two young yeah. fellows that saw that, they were like, man, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah, we had good music in those days. Yeah, we had good music in those days. But, you know, it's different. It's a different world, you know. And 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 I think, you know, I can hear my, my folks saying, like, what is that you're doing? What is that you all doing? You know, and I'm sure we're saying that now, too. You know, it's different, very different. Yeah. Absolutely. So. But before we uh, let you go, uh, Felix, uh, for our Chief Chat viewers, you can view find this episode as well as past Chief Chat episodes on YouTube and Spotify. Be sure to tune in on March 29th when our guest will be talk show host, author, chef, and entrepreneur, Daphne Oz. So, Excellent. So Felix, it, uh, yeah, listen, I got I got the best job in the, in the military, so I, I get a chance to talk to cool folks like yourself and um, – and they actually pay me for it, so that's 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 the crazy part about that. But do you do this as part of part of the military? Huh? You're a lucky man. Yeah, and you're surrounded yeah. This by is, beautiful this ladies. Just... I mean, come on, man, you're doing all right, bro. You're happy. <laughs> Listen, I, yes, sir. I'm not I'm not complaining at all. I'm not complaining at all. But uh, you know, it, it's I, been I an honor you, having you with us. I gotta tell you, it's nice to see people smiling. Let me tell you, it's just nice to see yeah. smiling. Yeah. God bless you guys. No, no. God bless you, thank and, and you. thank you so much for for joining us. Like I said, uh, you 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 spending the last forty five minutes with us just meant so much to a, a bunch of people. And like Good. you said, I, we enjoy smiling, and and your music makes us smile. So thank you for yeah. for putting such positive positive messages out in the world. Uh, you know, even people thank us for our service, but uh, what you what you contribute to the world, I mean, your legacy is gonna live forever. And, and you made yeah. people feel good, and that's that's all you can do. That's all you can ask for uh, for a human yeah. being to do. Yeah, it's pretty simple, you know. Seriously, the old golden rule, pretty simple. Do unto others. Come on, that's that's not that hard, is it? Anyway, be safe. 
you all. God bless you. Absolutely. And if you, if you don't mind hanging hanging on uh, after no. the live, and we'll say our formal goodbyes. But uh, yeah, so we'll go ahead and end the show. We wish you all the best. Thank you very much. And Chief Chat out.